Greg is going to be bringing a message this morning that um, is, uh, I, it's funny, I said to the ladies in the ladies class to, uh, to buckle your seatbelts because what God is doing and how he is moving on the earth today is very, very significant. And yet, um, to truly believe what he is doing, when you begin to see certain things unfold, um, you have to you have to research and and see scripture for what it is. We all know that we are in we're living in the end times. We're living in the time of um, soon where we will um, one day be seeing Jesus face to face. And there are things that happen before that. And so that's what he's going to unpack this morning. And I just want to encourage you to open your hearts fully and really dig in, really. Um, just receive revelation, even what you don't understand. There is a, a mandate from the Lord that these things are to be put out to be recorded so that when you see what will unfold on the earth from what God is doing in the spirit realm, it will be a proof to you. It will be a confirmation. But right now he's asking us to, to move by faith. So, Greg, I know you can go ahead and come up. Um, I am still processing, even being firsthand involved in many of the things that he'll talk about, what God did and what he is doing. It has been 6,000 years in the making, waiting for the moment like this. And so I am just very, very excited. So really open your heart this morning for what, what he's about to share. And um, it is believably unbelievable, but God is so, so good. We're just so thrilled. Amen. That's a good way to put it. It is good to be here. Um, Yeah, uh, I know where to begin, but I don't know how to, you know how you have, if you go uh, to either a concert or you go to especially a comedian in concert or whatever, even if you go to one of these shows, they have somebody come out to warm up the crowd. They kind of get the crowd ready, right? I don't know how to do that. Thank you for Alexis trying to do that. Because today is actually a very serious day. Not because of what's going to happen. But because of what has happened already, it's a serious day because I'll tell you up front, if you are not in tuned on your own with the Lord in relationship with him, and I know I speak mostly to those who are listening online, it won't make sense. It will go against everything you've learned your whole life in terms of who the enemy is and what he does and what he gets to do and everything else. I also want to say something in the hopes of not being offensive. God has not sent me here to get you to believe what I am saying. I don't want to say it doesn't matter to me because it matters greatly. But it's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to to share, to speak, to show. Your responsibility 
is as they did in the Bereans in Acts 17.11, to receive with an open heart, to then on your own go before God, take it to Him, and He will reveal truth. This is critical because nobody is called to follow me. I don't want you to follow me. Please, if you follow me, you will be offended and you will leave. That is not my heart. That is not my desire. We all follow the same God. We all are cleansed under the blood of the same Messiah, Jesus Christ. And he is the one that will reveal truth. When it says in the letters to the seven churches, to those who have ears to hear, let them hear. To those who have eyes to see, let them see. What do you think he's talking about? And when I say he, Jesus was the one who wrote those letters. It's that you have to see without physical sight. You have to hear without physical ear. Because it can only be known in partnership with the Holy Spirit. The reason for that is for the very thing that propels it. And that's faith. He could so easily come down here and just show you everything physically immediately. But see, he spent three years, over three years, with his own disciples building a faith in them with an expectation of them believing. Why? Because it was that very faith that propelled the beginning of the church 2,000 years ago. It is that very faith that he works inside of you even today, even this morning, that will propel the final victories of the church. I know that's a lot to take in. I'm going to suggest listen to this podcast, go over and over it. Allow the Lord to speak to you and recognize that everything we grew up believing about the power of the enemy is different than what we thought. He has power because the church allows him to have power, period. Doesn't mean that we're not on a battlefield and we don't get hit on the battlefield. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the hits that claim victory. And we've all had them in our lives. Where the enemy hits and it's not just a battle where we fight back, but he gains victory over it. He's not strong enough to do that without your agreement. And as the church wakes up, which she is waking up, you watch watch and see what happens. I'm going to share with you a court case that happened a week ago Thursday. So not this past Thursday, but the Thursday before. This court case, as Alexis said, has been in the making for almost 6,000 years. 
you'll understand as I start to go through the case. After that court case, the Lord did send Alex and I to Rome. We went to the Vatican. There's a reason for that. Some of you may know, some of you may not know. I didn't know that the Vatican was literally Satan's seat of power. It was his throne. (laughs) Who'd have thought? I don't know. I mean, I guess if you think about it, maybe, but I, I could name just as many other affiliation, Christian affiliations that are just as whacked. Maybe none that have the same reach. But nevertheless, I didn't learn because I read it online or knew anything else. I learned of where his throne was. Man, I can't even remember now. It was maybe three years ago. When three of us, me, Michael, and another precious friend, the Lord said to come before him, and we did. And he took us in in the spirit on a journey, and we found ourselves at the Vatican. I know for those of you who don't understand that, that just sounds whacked. It's okay. We're whacked like Paul. We're, We're whacked like those others, like John, who wrote the book of Revelation, who was taken in the same way. But we found ourselves at the Vatican. We found ourselves in a room at the Vatican that only had one door, one door in and out, and a desk. Now, I don't know if these were just revelatory things that we were seeing because the Lord was trying to show us something, or if he actually has a desk. Don't know, don't care. I don't even know if he needs a desk. But my point is, the Lord showed us that that's where his throne was. At the time, I didn't even know why he showed that. Because, you know, I'm like, okay, that's, that's where his throne is. <laughs> what do you want me to do about that? Why are you showing me this? And he said, that's for a later time. Well, I'm here to tell you that later time has come and gone. So before I start reading this case, I want to encourage you. The three weeks that I preached before I left was a series that the Lord spoke on literally the history of how Satan has worked since the fall of man. I want to encourage you to go back and listen. Because although I didn't know it at the time, he was making that a, a, a series. But I did know that this one was coming. I've known for a few months. And have not been able to say anything. So what we speak of today is the culmination of that series, if you will. So I want to encourage you to go back because so much scripture was shared. As I read the court case today, there's scripture, but we're not going to turn to it. I'm just going to read it. So I encourage you to go back. Dig out the scripture in the previous three weeks and let the Lord speak to you. I do also share this in terms of the court for those, especially online, that have not heard before. This is what is called the Court of Nations. The Court of Nations is 
What was opened up in Zechariah chapter 3, although that was never opened to Joshua, the Lord said even then this was for a, a time to come, a different time. Three and a half years ago, a little over three and a half years ago, there was a group of us, myself along with this group, that were given authority in this court, given authority to speak, and we found ourselves in a different situation because in all the courts before that, we were the defendant. I remember the first time we were in this court, and I was acting like the defendant. And the other side laughed at me. And I couldn't figure out why. I asked Jesus, why? why, why am I, what am I not getting? And Jesus said, in this court, you're the prosecution. That weighed heavy. Since then, we have had, I believe now, 54 court cases in the court of nations. Much of what you see going on in the world, this chaos going on has been a result of the head of the enemy being cut off, his capabilities being cut. So again, it comes down to the culmination of this court case, which I've been waiting for for a long time. So I am just going to read it. And then there will be a couple other things that I read afterward. This occurred a week ago Thursday. It was with the entire court team. And it will be pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Let's pray before we go into this. Father, we worship you. We praise you, Lord. I give you my yes, as Brooke said. I will share what you say to share. What I ask, Father, is that your Holy Spirit move to give those who hear ears to hear and eyes to see. For you are rising up an army to take back what you have already paid for. To literally fulfill what Adam failed at. Father, we worship you and we trust you. We say yes to you. Bless this according to your will, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. As we entered the court, we worshiped to the song, Open the Scrolls, which was a song given by the Lord to worship too. I found that interesting. I'm not going to try and tie that off with anything. I just thought it was interesting. I know when we were worshiping to it, uh, I, I couldn't do anything but get on the ground. We had several people describe what they saw as we entered the courts. They described what they saw, and I want to read this to give you a picture of what was going on. Brooke described what she saw in the courts during worship. She said, I've never seen this in the court of nations before, but there was creation like birds and butterflies and rivers and new life and vines and greenery exploding in the courtroom as we were worshiping. The Lord told me that as his people cry out to him, he is bringing that new life. 
I saw us worshiping with angels and there was a new creation in the courtroom that's never been seen before. Shannon then describes what she saw during worship. When we were entering, I saw a few things. Each of us were holding a metal bowl of incense. The smoke from it was coming up. Then behind us, as if they had come in with us, there were hundreds of other people also holding bowls of incense. I looked up around the balconies. Each balcony holds its own nation of representation as witnesses. They too had bowls of incense and the smoke filled the chamber. It was overwhelming. When I saw it engulfing the throne, I saw the Father. There were energy surges starting to pulse through his throne. The flanking areas of his throne started to catch fire. Then I heard a roar coming out of the throne that filled the entire room. I saw a lamb be raised up on a pedestal on the right side. When I see the courtroom, I see three scales in front of the throne. The three pools of blood in front of the throne. On the right side, I was seeing a pedestal raised up that had a lamb on it. On the left side, I saw a pedestal that had a snake wrapped around a staff. Then I saw a man who I know is Christ come out of the center of these two. His clothing was brilliant white and his skin was brilliant white. I could still see the detail of the place. I could still see the detail of the places where he had been pierced. Light was coming out from him and off of him. And it was also sending booms of energy through the chamber. When he appeared, the roaring that came out of the throne increased. The roaring sounded like a lion, like the roar from a lion. Oh, sorry. The roaring sounded like a roar from a man a beast like a lion, and it was accompanied by a roar from the crowd. Also, there was an ark that we were carrying. I don't know what that signifies. We were carrying a box with poles. There were scrolls inside. Greg had one that I saw him take out of it. There were angels who started to fly up and surround the area, and they also were emitting light. They took a very military stance when they rose up. There was clashing of the weapons in synchronicity to the pulse of the energy being released in the room. Michael then described what he saw during during worship. He said, I don't have anything to compare this to, but this event is unlike anything I've ever seen or heard of or thought of. I don't know what this is even true. I don't know that this is even truly possible. Maybe it was an analogy of a vision, but the entire courtroom was filled to the brim. Possibly two people taking each seat in capacity being overfilled and there were massive droves of people waiting outside the courtroom just desperate to get in to watch what was about to take place. It's as if it's an inauguration event, something that all eyes of the world would be focused on, except that it's incomparable to that. When we came in, 
It is the highest level of uniformity or honor or military decoration. An order and fashion in which a people would present themselves or display. It's so difficult to describe. We absolutely were escorted in a highly decorated way. It's as if there were Army, Navy, Marine categories of angels. All the generals and high-ranking officials and every representative of heaven's realm is represented, represented at this meeting in a very official capacity. All of the drums and music and fanfare was also going on. Josh then described feelings of the Lord's presence were very strong, stronger than he had ever felt. Alexis described feeling the strong weight of his glory was exceedingly heavy. Wendy described also feeling his presence incredibly heavy during worship. Brooke also described seeing tribal angels dancing before the throne. I want to point something out here. To this point, the rest of the team outside of Alexis, who I was allowed to tell, knew nothing of what was coming. Knew nothing. It will make sense what they saw as it starts to unfold. So then the court case began. I said, Father, we submit this worship in Jesus' name and by the power of his blood. Before this court, know our hearts. They were displayed in this worship. Jesus is our king. You are our God. We love you desperately. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Jesus. We submit this worship in Jesus' name. The Father then replied, I receive it. You are welcome in the court of nations. I said, thank you, Father. May I begin this case in Jesus' name. Father said, yes, proceed. I said, I call to this courtroom Lucifer also known as Satan, also known as the king of Babylon, the morning star. Father said, let him be summoned. Shannon said, I see him being carried on that same throne as before. Everything is very quiet. And the reason he was being carried is because over the course, as I said two weeks ago, over the course of many court cases, he took on the chains of guilt of those who he was over. So he literally could not walk on his own. They had to carry him. So when it says his, she said his throne, that's what she's talking about. He was brought in on a box. Hopefully the box he'll be buried in. (laughs) I said, today is a special day. Speaking to the court. The one known as the adversary is to stand trial today for all of his actions. Father, I ask in Jesus' name that this courtroom be sealed by the power of the Holy Spirit. I release an angel over each door, each window, each opening, to not allow in that which is not allowed to come in, and to not allow out anything that is to remain in. I release them in Jesus' name and by the power of his blood. 
Shannon then saw in the court and saw that they were already heavily guarded. I said, Father, I ask if I may submit my opening remarks in Jesus' name. Father said, yes. I said, since iniquity was found in Lucifer's heart, he has worked to build his own mountain of glory and worship. I will read passages from the Word of God as my opening remarks. I now read from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 28. You were the signet of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. Sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, emerald, and carbuncle. And crafted in gold were your settings and your engravings. On that day you were created, they were prepared. You were an anointed cherub, or anointed guardian cherub. I placed you. You were on the holy mountain of God in the midst of the stones of fire you walked. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created until unrighteousness was found in you. In the abundance of your trade, you were filled with violence in your midst, and you sinned. So I cast you as a profane thing from the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O guardian cherub. From the midst of the stones of fire, your heart was proud because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I exposed you before kings to feast their eyes upon you. By the multitude of your iniquities, in the unrighteousness of your trade, you profaned your sanctuaries, so I brought fire out from your midst. It consumed you, and I turned you to ashes on the earth in the sight of all who saw you. All who know you among the peoples are appalled at you. I will now read from the book of Isaiah, chapter 14. How you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn. How you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far reaches of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. But you are brought down to Sheol, to the far reaches of the pit. Those who see you will stare at you and ponder over you. Is this the man who made the earth tremble? Who shook kingdoms? Who made the world like a desert? Overthrew its cities? Who did not let his prisoners go home? Now I will read from Revelation chapter 12. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was, he was defeated. And there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, the ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, 
Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of His Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers, our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they loved not their lives even unto death. I said, Father, with your permission, may I call Lucifer to the stand for questions. I submit in Jesus' name. Father said, granted. I said, I call now Lucifer, the morning star, the king of Babylon. I call you to the stand in Jesus' name. Father, I ask your permission to direct my questions to the defendant, I ask in Jesus' name. Father said, you may. I said, Lucifer, were you the serpent in the garden? Shannon then said, he is sweating black, tarry beads of sweat, but he's not saying anything. I said, Father, I ask that he be forced to speak and answer these questions. I even ask that if he does not, he would forfeit the time in the future where he does have his short time. I ask in Jesus' name. Before the Father even answered, Satan answered. He said, I was there. I said, that is not what I asked. I asked if you were the serpent in the garden. Satan said, I was the one who deceived. I said, were you directly this serpent that deceived Eve, or did you possess this serpent to then deceive Eve? He said, I took him over. I said, was the serpent referred to in the Garden of Eden originally what we, for, we refer to as a mystical dragon today? Satan said, yes. I said, after Adam gave over authority to you because of sin, because you were possessing this dragon, which you are also called, did you take on reptilian characteristics of this dragon, or was it always there? Satan said, I sacrificed my beauty for my name. I said, so you took on these reptilian characteristics. They became a part of you. Is that correct? Satan said, you have said it. I said, is that why your children display those same characteristics? Your seed? Satan said, my seed is not on trial here. I said, that doesn't matter for the purpose of of the question. I'm simply asking the question, was it passed through your seed? He said, I am their father. I said, so you, Lucifer, personally, other one who deceived Eve and conquered Adam, is that correct? Satan said, who else could take away the most precious of his creation? I said, that statement of pride is unnecessary nor wanted in this courtroom. I require a simple yes or no answer the question. Satan said yes. I said, do you take full responsibility for the deception and temptation of the fall of man through Adam? He said, I am the one. I said, are you the one known in Mesopotamian times as the God Baal? Satan said, I am in my children and my children are in me. We are one. 
I said, I require clarification on this. Explain who Baal was or is. Satan said, he is my banner. I said, is he you or is he one of your seed? He said, he is one of my sons. I said, but when worship was given to him, were you the one to receive the worship or your son? Satan said, only I receive the spoils of my children. I said, Lucifer, did you attempt to circumvent the seed of the woman by implanting your own seed into mankind both before and after the flood? He said, this is recorded plainly. I said, a simple yes or no. He said, yes, if you must have your answer. I said, how great are the numbers of your seed that are alive today upon the earth? He said, there are many. I said, I ask for either a number or a percentage. Again, the number of the ones alive currently upon the earth. He said, if my children are not on trial, I will not reveal such information that would put them at risk. I said, Father, I ask for the same same stipulation that was requested before of him not answering the questions. Because he has just stated that he and his children are one. So he cannot now say that they are not on trial. I submit this in Jesus' name. Father said, you will answer. And then he gives an answer which the Lord has told me not to reveal. I said, the defendant may step down, but I reserve the right to call him to the stand again. Father, I ask permission to submit evidence regarding this case in Jesus' name, unless the defendant has an opening remark. Satan then said, I do, O sacred judge. Father said, tread carefully and speak what you have come to say. Then when he spoke it, Shannon couldn't even repeat it out loud. She asked if she could write it down, and then I would speak it in the court. Father said, it has been spoken before the ears of heaven. You may speak it for your own record. I said, thank you, Father. This is for our record. Lucifer said in answer to that last question, or or in his statement, he said, quote, Did not the Son of Man die for the choice to choose me? I am necessary for the building up of your cause. They will choose me, the God that was and will be. Father said, You have become deluded, my fallen created one. I created you and I will end you. I said, Father, I ask if I could submit evidence at this time. I ask in Jesus' name. Father said, yes. I said, although there is no more evidence required than what was just said out of the mouth of Lucifer himself, I do submit all the previous court cases and their documents from this court that have resulted in the chains that you now see on Lucifer. From the moment he took control of the earth took the title deed from Adam. He began to devise a plan and make effort to take that which was not his, to take your throne, Father. 
So right away, this effort he devised was his own seed and the seed of those who fell with him. All that he would grow a following, all that, sorry, that he would grow a following, an unredemptive seed that would literally choke out the seed that was to come, that was to come of the Messiah. Because of this, you brought a deluge on the world. Because of this, you killed all except eight who were perfect in their generations. In other words, they were not of Lucifer's seed. So it was a fresh start to work toward the Messiah that was promised. When all was stolen from mankind, the very creation that you have chosen to take the place of angels in your council. Almost immediately, the same attempts to thwart were done by Lucifer and by those under him. Leading up to the Tower of Babel, where their sin was so great and their unity was so great in that sin that you chose to separate the nations all over seven regions. All to be led by a general under Lucifer's control. You gave away the nations to be stewarded by Lucifer and those under him. That led us up to the very birth of the Messiah. Even at his birth, Lucifer attempted to kill him, thinking that would end the seed of the woman, but he was unable to. So Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God himself, who chooses to insert himself into his own creation, grew up, learned faith, learned obedience, learned his Father's voice, lived a perfect, sinless life, pouring himself into 12 disciples in addition to crowds. But by Satan's own effort, efforts, he was hung on a cross and his blood was spilled and his life was taken. What Satan didn't realize was that this was the very moment of victory because three days later Jesus Christ resurrected from the grave because death could not hold him. After a time with his disciples and others, he ascended to where he is now at your right hand. Through that entire time, Satan tried to thwart your plan for redemption for your creation. It was that moment that your church was born, your bride. And immediately Lucifer began attacking the church. Not only in persecution, but in deception in defilement, in inclusion into pagan rituals. Over time, he is intermixed with your bride to where your bride became scattered, became fragments, became blind and delusional to what your real plan was. Even to this day, Satan has done everything that he can to thwart your plan of redemption for your children, Father. There is no sorrow in him, nor would there be mercy. There is only pride. He is but a machine geared to go until his demise. In October of last year, you spoke a word to Lucifer in this court. I would like to further submit this word in Jesus' name. And this was something that the father had said in court. Back in October, you said, quote, those ones that you dazzled at the tower will turn from you as if they had never worshipped you. 
and your few faithful ones I will kill. I will have no living son, or sorry, you will have no living sons. Neither your sons nor daughters will live. And all you have built as an inheritance for those sons will be given to the ones you have hunted. To the ones you have killed, I will give life. To the ones you have raised, I will put down. There is no resurrection for them. I will bring your kingdom to ruin and your people to depravity. Once you had a seat at the table, now you will have no name or place in heaven and earth. As long as I have forgotten their sins, I have forgotten you. Until I remember their sin, I will never remember you. Nor will all the people of the earth. I then said, Father, I submit a request to call the defendant to the stand once more for questions. I submit in Jesus' name. Father said, granted. I said, I call Lucifer to the stand in Jesus' name. Father, I again ask your permission to speak to the defendant directly. I submit in Jesus' name. Father said, I grant your request. I said, Lucifer, I want to remind you of what was said a bit ago regarding your answering the questions. There will be a penalty of great loss if you do not. So I ask you about your seed. The seed that you had before the flood seems to be in operation in flesh even now. I ask you, how? Satan said, I have caused them to take different forms that with a combination of portals have made it possible. I have harnessed the creative power of mankind toward my own end, bringing into creation technology they don't understand. I found a way to be everywhere at once with their help. I said, so you said through the use of portals as well. These are time portals, I assume, correct? He said, yes. I said, but how is it if you bring them through time portals that they are arriving here in the flesh? Is it their flesh that can also go through the time portal? Satan said, I have found ways to reconstruct their flesh. I said, in that reconstruction, is it taken from a human that is your current seed? He said, yes, or the dead. I said, the dead that it is taken from, would that also be your seed? Or is it any who live or any who have redemptive hope? He said, the dead are dead. They belong to the earth, which is my domain. Which I'll just point something out here. I never understood before this moment why the archangel Michael wrestled Satan for the body of Moses. And it it just became so clear to me. So again, let me repeat that. The dead are not dead. Wait. The dead that is taken from, would that also be your seed? Or is it any who have redemptive hope? He said, the dead are dead. They belong to the earth, which is my domain. I said, the dead are not dead. Their bodies are dead, but their spirits live. Are you using the bodies of redeemable flesh, or are you using the bodies of your own seed, which is not redeemable? He said both. I said, how can you use the flesh, even upon death, of one who is redeemable? 
Satan said, if they never chose him, there is a quality about them that I can use. I said, so from this flesh in the ground or flesh of your seed here at this time of the earth, you bring through the time portal your original seed from before the flood that has the greater power or the seed from the tower of Babel that had the greater power and you infuse them into this flesh. Is that correct? He said, yes. I said, so there are not two spirits in there in that flesh. There is but the one which was brought through the portal. Satan said, that is correct. I said, where is this? I said, where is this portal? Satan said, it moves. I said, is there a single portal or are there many? He said, there are many and they do not rest. I said, how was this portal created? He said, I did not create them. I said, were they a part of God's creation that you have blasphemed and used? He said, I have used them. I said, but were they something that were part of God's creation or was it a manipulation of something you did? He said, they were his originally. I said, I know many of these have been closed from the efforts of this team and ignition. Are there many that remain open? He said, yes. I said, how many? He said, two. I said, then, Father, I ask in Jesus' name that these final two and any others that have not been spoken of, these time portals that you created, that were then manipulated by Lucifer and his following, I ask even now that they be closed in Jesus' name, that they be guarded by your warring angels, that Satan not be able to use them any longer. I submit this in Jesus' name. Immediately, Satan said, Judge, may I speak? Father said, After the prosecution has finished, on the verdict of this case, I will answer your request. My next question was, So Lucifer, back to your seed. Of the governmental leadership in all the world, all the governments, the global leadership, what is the percentage of those who are your children? Again, he gave a number that the Lord will not allow me to release. I can tell you that in both cases, the number is significant. More than I thought. I said, I just have to ask this. Do you, <laughs> this was just boiling me inside. And, and so that, that's where the, this, this next question was not strategic. This was, this was in response to how I was feeling in the moment. I said, I just have to ask this. Do you really think that you're going to win? Satan said, I know it, son of Adam. I said, do you believe the word of God to be true? Satan said, he created me for this purpose. I said, what purpose is that? He said, he made me an enemy so that all of you could fall into his arms. He said, I am better. That boiled me. I said, I have news for you. I didn't fall into his arms because of you. I fell into his arms because of his son, Jesus Christ, who gave his life for me. Of whom I am willing to give my life for him. And I will. The Lord has shown me that. You had no part of it. 
except to try and pull away, to lie, puffing up yourself more than you are. Even in Psalm 82, the Father said, You are gods, all of you, but you shall die like men. I was created a little lower than the angels, but yet it is to us that He poured out His love. We don't choose Him to run from you. We choose Him because we love Him. And we come after you. I am not on trial here. You are. I am not the one that will end in the abyss for all eternity to be forgotten. You are. How can you claim to be greater than the one who presides over your very trial? Shannon said, a couple of things happened. When you shared what the Father revealed to you, Satan spoke and said, May your death come by my hand. The Father brought his gavel down very swiftly and strongly. Its energy forced Satan down, shoved him down to the floor. The Father said, Threats will not be tolerated. I said, Lucifer, you will be afraid. You've already seen in this courtroom the Father promised you nothing. You will receive nothing. For here on out, the clock of your demise has begun. The defendant can take his seat. Father, the prosecution rests at this time. Father then said, will the defense speak? Satan spoke up and said, I withdraw my request. I said, Father, may I reply to that? I submit in Jesus' name. Father said, the prosecution wishes to return comment. I will allow it this once. said, may I speak directly to Satan? I ask in Jesus' name. He said, yes. I said, why won't you speak? Are you afraid? You just said that you will be the God of gods, that you will not be stopped. You said that your seed will not be stopped. You said that you are greater than the one who created you. You said all these things, yet now hold your tongue when it is your turn to present evidence. I submit it's because you are a coward. I submit it is because you are weak. I submit that the very power you think you have you know is fully controlled by the one who is outside of you. You are a slave. Look upon that lock that is around your neck. You do not hold the key because you are a slave. I dare you to bring evidence. I dare you to try to prove the evidence which I have brought to be false because you cannot. I submit this statement in Jesus' name. Satan then cried out, Is this not a fair court? The father said, The defendant has chosen to withdraw his request to present any real evidence. We will move forward. I said, Father, the prosecution requests to give a statement requesting both verdict and for declarations to be made after the verdict. I submit in Jesus' name. Father said, what is the request of the prosecution? I said, I request a verdict of guilty on all charges. 
I further submit a request for my right as the Goel against Lucifer to be redeemed. On April 12th of 2022, Lucifer admitted to this court the responsibility of the murder of my father here in this realm. I therefore ask for permission as the Goel for the declaration that you have placed on my heart. I ask if it will be your will that I am allowed to make these declarations and commands in this courtroom after your verdict. I submit these requests in Jesus' name and by the power of his blood. Father said, I will grant them. Does the defense have a response? Satan said, I request that the declarations be known to the ears of the court. I said, Father, may I respond? He said, yes. I said, I submit that he has no right to hear the declarations, for you were the one that gave me the key to the lock around his neck. He has no right to ask that. I have full right to declare it. I submit in Jesus' name. Father said, unless you can provide a just reason, I must side with the prosecution. Satan said, are balanced scales not open and honest? Is not what is hidden to be shown for all to see? To keep the defendant in the dark is obstruction of the fairness and justice of this court. I responded, if it please the court, I promise he will not be kept in the dark long. In fact, a mere blip in history compared to the darkness that he has placed mankind in for 6,000 years. I submit in Jesus' name. Father said, given the evidence of authority proved by the prior cases, I will leave it with the prosecution. I said, Father, I ask for the verdict of this case of guilty. In Jesus' name and by the power of his blood, Father said then to Satan, Just moments before you came, the room was filled with the sweet aroma of worship. My my nostrils breathed deep of the love of my people, and my love for them echoed in response. But when you came, a stench filled my nostrils. Your presence offends me. Your words fill me with wrath. Your thoughts I see them. I know every plan, every step, every strategy. Every day that you resist me, I have seen. You are guilty of everything. I said, Father, may I now make these declarations I ask in Jesus' name? And he said, yes. I said, by decree of the king, the highest authority... By the name of Jesus, the Son who sits on the throne, by His executive order, I command this of you, Morning Star, also called the King of Babylon. Word must go out for a gathering of global proportion. That word is to come through you personally, through your normal communication chains. Under no circumstances are you to say anything further. They are not to know of your demise. You are to put this word out to them with excitement. You are to say this, 
quote. All children of darkness, you are to gather at one place for an announcement and presentation by Lucifer himself. This will be on Wednesday, May 17, on the human calendar, and we will be held at Stonehenge. Be early, for this will be a great celebration. After that day of celebration, there will be a presentation of Lucifer at each of the other regions of the world. This command goes out from Lucifer, the king of Babylon, the morning star. I then said, in end quote, I then said, I release now Archangel Michael and Archangel Fenuel, the anointed ones who stand before this court to take hold of the defendant Lucifer. I command Lucifer to be put in a strong cage and bound that he cannot escape. He is to be stripped of all authority and taken to his throne at the Vatican. He is to be held in secrecy along with any servants there that would leak his position and circumstance, including those servants that carried him in here for this court. He is to be held in complete secrecy until the moment I command his release next Wednesday. Not his release from the cage, but what the Lord will have. I command this in Jesus' name and by the power of his blood. Further instructions for Lucifer's tour of regions will be declared at a later time. Father then said to Satan, Now you will learn what I have planned for you. Shannon then saw two angels take Lucifer by force and put him into the cage. And we were out of the courtroom. A little bit later, I went before the Lord because I thought of the opportunity that I had there to learn more. And it was driving me nuts, some of the questions I wanted to ask and I didn't. You ever have that happen? Like you leave a moment and you're like, it." Why didn't I ask him this and this and this and this and this? And then, then the Lord placed on my heart, he's a prisoner of war. Okay, well, we have a right to talk to a prisoner of war, right? We have a right to inquire. And I asked the Lord about that, and he said, he said that will happen, but not yet. So I said, well, can I ask you some of these questions? And he said, yes. So I want to read you a few of them. Uh, Probably 60% of them I've redacted for, for this purpose today. But I said, there, there are a couple of questions. Can I ask you? He said, yes. I said, when you created the angels, they were created with a choice. Clearly, obviously, a bunch of them fell. But if they were given a choice to choose you or not, then how come angels cannot understand love? And my question was, because we're given a choice also, okay, the reason we're given a choice is so that we can give love back to God, right? So, I, so I'm, I'm trying to understand the difference here. Father said, only those who I draw unto myself come to me. I said, and they don't understand anything about love? Is it all the angels or just the fallen angels? He said, angels understand love academically. 
I said, and they marvel at our faith, but they don't understand our faith either. Either, Is that correct? He said, yes. They live, and it, I, this just, I never got this before. It, it just, like this light bulb moment. Father said, yes, they live in a world of sight. They don't know what it means to not see. Which is why Satan can't understand why he can't see. What he's talking about is faith. They don't live in a world of faith. They live in a world of what they see right in front of them. A world of faith is seeing what you cannot see, right? And that's where we're different. I said, I just had, and this was a few days later, and it had been bugging me, like, you know, did Satan really get the word out like he was supposed to and and all this? Because at this time, I knew it was a matter of a couple days before we would be there, right, In, in at the Vatican. I said, the message commanded to be sent out at the end of the trial regarding the global gathering, was that sent out properly? Father said, yes. I said, how is it being received? I was just curious. And then there was silence. So I asked again, will people in their spirits, Nephilim or human, will they be gathering for this at Stonehenge? Or do they think it's a trap? In other words, are they on to us? (laughs) I love this. Father said, they think he is about to crown a chosen son. All of them are prepared to receive the honor, for all of them have been trained to take that place. You know what that means? They think that the Antichrist was going to be crowned, that it was time. It was time for him to be crowned. It was time for him to be chosen. It was time for him to move forward. So, so I want you, I, I said, so, so their shock will strike fear deep into their hearts. He said, yes. I said, okay, can I ask you, when he was talking about the technology that man didn't understand that allowed him to be everywhere at once, can you tell me what that technology was? The father said, the leaders of this world have made AI systems a part of of their own body so he can see what they see and hear what they hear. I said, so it doesn't actually let him be everywhere. It just lets him see and hear everything. And the Lord said, yes. So the setup here, this was when we were still in Nigeria, knowing where we were about to go. The setup here was... Thursday to Wednesday, so almost a week. So, so this announcement went out six days before that event. And obviously the event was in the spirit, right? You know, um, The anticipation from the enemy's side was a place of victory where they have been thinking they are all along. Remember the enemy... The lower ranks of the enemy, the children, the seed, they have no idea what has gone on because Satan has kept it from them. He had to. Because he's been telling them all along, this is their time. This is their time. You've heard other prophets say that. This is their time. Satan couldn't correct that because it would make him not to be able to see into the future, which he claims he can see. But he cannot. 
So he was stuck. When he started losing his seven generals, when he started losing literally the Antichrist spirit and the spirit of the false prophet, both of which have to be there for his time, that's when he started to realize something is very wrong here. And so you can imagine without telling his people that literally think it's their time, you can imagine the, the jubilation that was going into this meeting in the spirit. So then Alexis and I flew to Rome and got in Tuesday evening. Wednesday was the next day. That was the day of the gathering. We got to the Vatican, I want to say at one thirty, two o'clock. Um, <laughs> poor Alex was so sick. She was so, she couldn't even walk. And, and I will tell you that because we, we took a tour so we could skip these insane lines that are outside and you get in right away. I had no idea how much walking there would be just because you end at St. Peter's Square, which is where we needed to be. But it, 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 it had to be miles walking through that thing. Sistine Chapel, and it, it's like, you know, you're seeing this history, and I'm literally kind of holding the Lex up here, trying to drag her along. We're walking past Michelangelo's stuff, and yeah, cool, okay, we, let's just get through this. And we're getting, we finally get out to St. Peter's Square. I, I swear we have walked five miles by this time, and poor Lex just, she was, she was done. She was done before we got there. She was so sick. But the closer we got to that obelisk that was in the center of St. Peter's Square, the worse it got. And one thing that's weird is the worse it got for me. I normally don't feel. This one was different. I did. I, I felt with this one. It was strange. We got to the obelisk, and I'm going to read to you the declaration that was made. So you have an idea and a conclusion to what has been done. This was done in front of the obelisk on May 17th, Wednesday of last week. Let it be established and proclaimed that the judgment of my father continues and the restitution of my father's remnant is underway. For a curse has gone out throughout the whole earth that says, for everyone who steals shall be cleared away. And everyone who swears falsely in the name of the God of creation shall be cleared away. Empire spirit, spelled E-M-P-Y-R-E. Empire spirit, you are hereby bound in Jesus' name and cast to the abyss in Jesus' name. No longer will you build empires in the church that work against their groom, Jesus. All empires built by the influence of the Vatican are hereby crushed. And dismantled in Jesus' name. The Lord of hosts, Jesus Christ, decrees, and I hereby command to a representative angel, pass through the Vatican and all under its control throughout the world, both in property and human resource, and place a mark on the foreheads of the men and women who sigh and groan over all of the abominations that are committed in the world. You will also mark all redeemable children who have not yet reached an age of accountability. When the pass is complete and all to be marked have been marked, I then release an angel of death to pass through this place of influence 
and their governing areas globally, and you are to strike. Your eyes shall not spare, and you shall show no pity. Touch no one on whom bears the mark. They are to be left alone and protected in Jesus' name. I release two of my special warring angels in unity with my team releasing theirs to take all of the land and assets globally owned by the Vatican completely and control it. In addition, I release one of my special warring angels in unity with the rest of my team releasing theirs to fight any and all witchcraft within and working through the Vatican. You are to each work in unity to keep all trespassers off of this acquired land and off any portal contained within it. I separately release two large warring angels in unity with my team for each of the two time portals that Satan said were left that he uses. The enemy is not to have any further access to any time portals globally. All are shut down to him and controlled by God's warring angels in Jesus' name. Any witch that attempts to work through the Vatican influence or on its land is sentenced to death and you are to take their lives. I command the waters that flow underneath this land to be completely cleansed and are to be monitored by these angels that have been released. Satan's throne, hidden deep under the Vatican, is now claimed under the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ and is his. All of this declaration and sending is done in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord of hosts. I further call on creation to recognize the sons of God and to rise up and come against all the enemies of God and work with the angels released to crush all of those enemies' efforts throughout the world. The thief has been caught, and all that has been stolen will be returned to their rightful inheritors. The debt that now falls on this thief that he cannot pay will be taken from the flesh of his seed. I declare it in Jesus' name. Let it be known throughout this land that the Lord of hosts, Jesus Christ, will rule and will rule completely. War is now declared on Satan's seed throughout the world. You will be hunted. You will be caught. And you will be slaughtered. In Jesus' name. I further declared that the Vatican and its partnership with the government of Italy is to hand over all of their secrets in Jesus' name, especially those that have manipulated governmental elections throughout the world, specifically but not limited to the U.S. election in 2020. All evidence is to be made completely transparent in Jesus' name. Even the sub-basement archives in the Vatican are to be opened and made transparent to God's judgment, I declare in Jesus' name. Nothing is to remain hidden. I now release Michael and Fanuel, who are holding Satan here in his cage. Take him now to Stonehenge. Present him before his children. You are to stand amongst the stones. I also release in Jesus' name 1,000 mounted special warring angels, to surround the audience gathered there in the spirit to not let any leave until the declarations are complete. I release Gabriel in Jesus' name to accompany Michael and Fanuel to make the following declarations before the gathering of Satan's seed at Stonehenge. This is what you are to say. Quote, You see this wretch before you, 
This day is he revealed as he really is, a conquered slave. Notice is hereby given to this wretch's seed. You will be hunted, you will be found, and you will be slaughtered, declares the Lord of hosts. To those of you who are of the seed of the woman, seek Jesus and he will give you rest. Turn from your false God and follow the one and only true Messiah, Jesus Christ. Today, the morning star, also known as the king of Babylon, also known as Lucifer, also known as Satan, has been given to the bride of Christ. They have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They cared not for their lives even unto death. All is declared in the name above all names, the true and mighty Savior, Jesus Christ. End quote. Then from Stonehenge I release Michael, Faneuil, Gabriel, and the thousand mounted warring angels in Jesus' name to tour every other region on the earth making the same declaration. Go to every place that the Father wills and display the wretch. When all seven regions are completed and declarations repeated, I release the victory tour and all its angels to go to the depths of Sheol to bear witness there and release the same declaration. Once all that is complete, you are to then take the prisoner to heaven where he will be dealt with as the Father sees fit and held for a future release to be determined by the Father. All of these declarations are done in the name of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, our Savior and friend, Jesus Christ. So just in conclusion here, I want you to understand something. The war has been going on for a long time. But if I could say there's truly a beginning of the end, it's where we stand right now. You need to understand what's coming. First, as I said before, go before the Lord. Press into him about this word. Listen to this over and over again. Let him show you truth because he will. Recognize that this does not mean now that all things become good. There is no good without war. There is no good without effort. Accountability before the Father is what he expects for Satan's seed and all those who follow him. Don't expect things to now get easier. They will get harder. Even though your authority, as you begin to recognize it, will be greater. It's much like if anybody has heard what it's like to corner a badger. Have you ever heard of that? Or if you, you corner an a angry cat where they have no escape. They literally have nowhere to go. What do they do? Yeah, they fight. But here's the interesting thing. They don't fight with planning. 
They don't fight with cunning. They don't fight with wisdom. They start to fight the shadows. They start to lash out at anything around them, including their own. This will happen. The enemy will consume the enemy. They will lash out at the enemy because they're so afraid for their own individual person. You're going to see this in government where they begin to turn on each other. And we've, we've already started to see it, but you're going to see it in great measure. The chaos will increase. It will not get better. I mean, eventually it will. But it comes from the accountability being held. The Father will do what he said. He will hunt them. He will find them. And he will consume them. Because, see, even the church and those who don't believe in Jesus Christ but have every opportunity to, they fall under a deception of the enemy. I've, I've met many, many dozens and dozens of witches that are so deceived by Satan. And we've shared that before. We have seen so many dozens and dozens of witches saved because they, they fall under his deception. That deception is being dismantled. That's why alongside of this chaos comes the thing we have been praying for, I don't know, ever since I was a kid. And that is this global revival. It's coming. It's even on our doorstep. It will rise up out of the chaos. And <laughs> I don't know. We are living in the most exciting times in history where what Jesus paid for on the cross will now be taken full advantage of. His authority, what he paid for, it is to put that wretch in a cage is to put him on display. Literally, the last part of, I think it was Ezekiel 28, hasn't happened yet. That's what's coming, where the whole world will look at him and say, what? This is the one? This is the one that did all the, all the damage. This? He's nothing. And they'll be right. Because what he is in strength is what is built up in our minds through deception. His authority is only authority that was given. Jesus paid for that authority to be taken back 2,000 years ago. He did it all. The difference is he is not going to come and then do the second half of it because it was always supposed to be in partnership with his children. Do you think God changes his mind of his 
future plans. When he told Adam, subdue the earth, control it, steward it. Now, Adam sinned, gave it away. All this terrible that has happened over the last, you know, almost 5,800 years or whatever it's been, has been a result of that. So do you think God sat back and, oh, man, wish I'd have known they were going to do that. You know, I take that back. Now, now just all you have to do is sit there and, and just love and I'll come and get you and save you. And No. See, God wants partners. Not partners in their own authority. We don't do any of this in our own authority. We do this in the authority paid for by Jesus Christ, so the authority is his, not us. We're merely his hands and his feet. But as his hands and feet, we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to act. We have a responsibility to recognize the battlefield. We have a responsibility to recognize the authority given us in Jesus Christ and to not be so in tuned with our lives here that it takes us away from his plan. See, that's what Satan has done. You know, we we dive into our careers. We dive into our relationships. We dive into, I don't know, online games, whatever. Whatever to pass the time. Meanwhile, you're missing the most important calling of your life. Doesn't matter who you are. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you are a frail person, four foot nothing. Or if you're six five, two hundred and thirty pounds and you know, all the muscle in the world. Wish I was describing myself, but I am not doesn't matter. doesn't matter in the physical. Your physical doesn't scare the enemy. But your spirit can. So I urge you, I urge you, get in this fight. Go before the Lord again. Ask Him your part in this. Don't ask me. Because I'll tell you the same thing. Go sit with the Lord. Ask Him. Because He'll tell you. It may not be an answer immediately. It may be a process because part of that process is he will link you with other people. This isn't something we're supposed to do on our own. He didn't call me and give me authority in the court by myself. We have a team of 12. Everything he does is about team. Everything he does is about unity of that team. As I talked two weeks ago, literally what God forced to separate the nations because they were too unified. It's time for the church to get too unified. (laughs) It's time. And it doesn't take a lot, guys. This room right here, this room right here, as I've said for years, we'll do it. Now, God's calling rooms like this all over the world. There are people who don't believe it because they can't see it. Just like Satan, they they just look at what's in front of them and they can't see. But recognize what he's doing. 
Recognize his calling on your life. Recognize the team you're supposed to be a part of. Recognize that you have a portion. No matter what member you, you play, what part you play, you have a portion. That portion isn't past you. If you're, if you're living and breathing right now, I can promise you, it is not past you. There's more in front of you than you can imagine. See, God gave us sight to see beyond what we could see. It's called faith. It's believing what he says. That's what he wants us to do. Let me pray. Father, we worship you. We praise you. We thank you, God. Thank you for the plans that you have. Thank you for what you do in dismantling the enemy. Thank you, God, that this was all ordained before the world was ever created. You knew all this was going to happen. You knew the broad strokes, but God, you also know the fine strokes. You know the relationships that you would have with each one of us. You know the love in our hearts that would grow for you. Reveal yourself to us now. This call to arms. This call to war. This is a war in the spirit but it will manifest in the physical. And Lord, we will be victors because you have called us victors. To the one who conquers. You said it seven times in your letters to the church. To the one who conquers. Not to the one who hides in, under a rock. And just waits for the battle to be done. To the one who conquers. Unite us as your bride. All over the world. The enemy now is going to run scared. But now is the time of pursuit. We will pursue, Father. Guide us and we say yes to do your will. All of this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.